passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. So who are you picking to win the World Series? Royals, of course, but we'll see how that goes. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code. That's BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our former 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Today's a little bit of a new look. We got the, uh, the it's the playoff first round edition of the Believe in 76ers podcast. So today's going to be a comprehensive look at the Raptors versus 76ers round one series. So um, we're excited to get into it, guys. How are you doing? Doing good, yourself? I can't, I can't complain. Can't complain. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, this uh, series, though. I, it's, I think of all the ones so far, as, as far as the, the, the betting lines, this is the closest one. It's almost like a pick them, pretty much. It started off as like, I think we were minus 235, and then now it's like we're minus 180, and the, and the Raptors are plus 155 in this. So it's pretty much an even uh, an even matchup. So gonna be, I'm very interested. I was hoping the Grizzlies could pull it off, but when I saw their entire like starting line was inactive and like their first two bench guys were inactive on Sunday, I was like, okay, well, I guess that does it for us. I guess we're cemented at the four seed, but... <laughs> Good yeah. for Boston for not caring about facing Brooklyn in the first round, though. I kudos to them. I mean, that, that's a tough, tough call because um, my friend and I was in my son was in the group message was talking about should Boston rest players, and I said no, and they were like, "Well, why not?" I said, "Because you got to win the division." Yeah, you got a first year coach, and, and like you got to win the division. Like that's you get a banner in in, in that in that arena. Um, that's true. You got to go for it. I mean, it's just. It just it's just something you have to go for, and then you play whoever you play. But you can't you can't convince me that you say you got a chance to win a win a um, you know division championship and you rest players. Like I just don't see how you do that. And I think they match up pretty well against Brooklyn personally. So I, I, I mean, you could yeah. I just don't see how you avoid. I don't think you know. I, but if you correct me if I'm wrong, like if they would have lost, and we won, then we would have won it outright. Correct. Yeah, we would have won. We would have gone up. No, there's no way. You got to. You got to do it. Yeah. 
I mean, it's with the playoffs now, you still got a week before you play. Yeah. Yeah. And they would have faced Toronto in the first round. So, I mean, you know, Toronto's obviously what well, we've, they're not no slouch. So, yeah. But you would have been in the second, you know. Yeah. Just ways to look at it. Well, we, we, we would have done a three seed, correct? And then we, we, we would have played the six seed. We would have gone up to two because Milwaukee would have, would have had. Yes. That. Milwaukee would have went to two. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. Boston one, two, and three you would have been on the road. Yep. Versus one, two, or three. Gosh, that would have been so that, that's what I'm saying. So you're looking at, um, you know, if the teams above you win, you're, you're, you're on the road um, in every round except one. Yeah, I love I, mean, I love our bracket, though, personally. I mean, uh, I know we're going to go into the Toronto game, but Toronto and then facing the winner of the Miami, um, whoever they get to play in the playing game, that's I, I, that's for me, it's to, to, to not face Brooklyn or Milwaukee in the second round is, is pretty favorable, in my opinion. But. Yeah. Um, uh, so before we get to the Sixers uh, Raptors series tonight's the first two of the uh, the four playing games. Um, just going to get your guys' uh, picks on that one. I'm assuming uh, you guys have Brooklyn over Cat Cleveland in that, in that one tonight? I do, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Clippers, uh, T-Wolves? Um, At Clippers tonight. Minnesota. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then what the, the other two tomorrow is uh, Atlanta and Charlotte. What do you guys have in that one? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And then the other Western game, New uh, Orleans. Yeah, uh, Spurs and uh, Pelicans. Who do you guys have in that? that? That's the weirdest one of the of the four, I think. The hardest yeah. one for me to pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with my hometown guy, CJ. Even though I don't feel good about it, but I'll go with them. Yeah, I'll go Pelicans on that one. I mean, I, I gotta say, what's your, what's your pin on on the uh, the playing games, Eric? Do you, do you like that uh, that implementation of the playing games in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I think I like it. From that standpoint, I like the fact that it 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 basically starts to play off somewhat before the season ends. So you you've eliminated a lot of um, you know people call them meaningless games. I don't really call them meaningless games, but games where people aren't resting or people aren't you know playing their younger guys. You know now they're actually competing earlier to try to get a spot in the playoffs, and it gives more guys a chance to to work their way in. So. Um, I know a lot of your seven and eight seed, you don't like the fact that <laughs> you still got to play, but it's just different now. It's, it's seven and eight no longer gets you in. So now you got to try to be top six. So it's just a different way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, uh, it's been, I know they implemented just for the, uh, during the bubble season, it kind of got, it got good ratings. And so they kind of continued it. And I'm, I'm happy they've yeah, got I never, well, I, I was never one to believe that once they put it in, that they would get rid of it. I, I thought it was there to stay. Like I, I, I didn't think it was a bubble thing. I thought it was something that the bubble gave them the opportunity to try. Yeah. Um, and then when it, it, and I just seen it. That's that's because it's too much success with it. Um, last year's games. You think about the West Coast that you know the Warriors, Lakers, and the Warriors, Grizzlies. Those were great games. Yeah, they were great games. Um, so. I'm not sure you can get that all the time, but I just think that these teams are close. Um, and, and one game, you know, you just, you know, no one thought, you know, the Warriors almost beat the Lakers last year. Everybody just felt that they were just going to win that game. And John Moran and the, the Grizzlies go in there and win it. 
And you notice that that kind of built their confidence for this season. True. Um, you know, coming out and performing the way they did. It's just four more teams that are trying hard at the end of the season, which I like. It's just, you know, because. Yeah, I mean, but you end up getting more than that because, you know, it depends on how close, you know, 11 and 12 is. Yeah, that's true. So it's probably yeah, anywhere from like four to four to six, four right. to seven, probably they're, they're gutting it out at the end of the season, trying to get in there. Yeah. Too many other teams, man, just mailing it in, just playing all their young guys. Even like their backups are getting rest in the season. Like yeah. OKC was playing like their third and third stringers and bringing up like a G League, they're all their G League guys at the end of the year, which is cool for them. It's a good opportunity, but you know, if you're if you're a guy with season tickets, you want yeah, to watch I mean, the guys play. Yeah, I mean, they're you know obviously they trying to get the best draft position they can get, and they were still winning games too. Yeah. They won way won one game. They had because all everybody's guys. doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Pressy's got his own uh, process over there. It's like a process, like 2.0, man. It's uh, yeah. I wonder how long that's going to last, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, yeah. All right, guys. So, so uh, getting into the Toronto versus Sixers series. Um, so, a lot of fans' fears came true, and we are playing the Toronto Raptors in round one. Um, and kind of to put this matchup in perspective, we played them four times this year. We're one and three in all of them of the matchup, but we're one of three against them. Three of the games were decided by exactly five points, and one of the games was decided by six points. So very, very even teams. I mean, the, the fact that it was only the, the highest outcome was a six-point game, it's kind of nuts. Um, so what are your, uh, I guess, what are your top three worries for this matchup, uh, both of you guys? What were the top three things you're most keen in on when it comes to this game, this series against the, uh, the Raptors? Um, for me, number one is, your best defender not playing on the road. You know, I think that that's, um, I think that Doc, you got to, you know, you got to make a decision and do you change the lineup, obviously, for the road games, but do you stick with that same lineup for your home games to try to have some consistency instead of flip-flopping your starters from home and away? Um, I think that's the concern because, it's yes, he's gone. And you, you can have other guys step in. But it, you have to make adjustments and changes that um, wouldn't be necessary otherwise. Um, number two, um, just the fact that the the expectations for us are diff- much different than them. Um, so you have to be able to, to handle those expectations. And, and we have a team that's, that wants to win a championship, but the expectations amongst the guys are different as well. You know, obviously you have certain players that their expectations are way higher than other players. Um, so I think the expectations from the team, from the individuals and from the coaching staff, um, you know, you have two coaches that both won a championship, but those expectations right now are different. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I would say if I had to pick something, you know, the third thing, it was just, um, you know, the cohesiveness of, now it's playoff time and you don't have the cushion of it's, you know, still regular season. Um, do we have that cohesiveness and are we together? Are we ready to go? Um, because, you know, any slippage or any game slippage or two games. So I think you have that cushion that we had before is, is, is no longer there. So we got to be able to play and perform from the beginning of the series. And, and you start out at home and you have to win those games. You have to win that game one. You have to win game two. You have to, start on the road because from there it could snowball and go a different way. And then you're lacking a guy going on the road. So one and two are very important and you got to do it out the gate. Now, before I get to you, Tasia, uh, 
this weekend, uh, the games against Indiana and Detroit, soon after the news that came out about Thibault, Danny Green was a starting three in that in that uh, in the in the two games this weekend. Is that mm-hmm. do you think that was kind of planning for the playoffs and b- being like this is going to be our starting five when we play Toronto? It's my guess. I, I, I think that you have to start. Um, you have to have the consistency to start a guy. If he's going to start there, start him at home. So then you have that consistency within your lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that right there shows you that um, him, um, Bible not playing, and how it already impacts the team because you have to make that decision. So he's had an impact on it before we ever play a game. But I believe that you you have your starting lineup, you have the consistency with that, and then you make a change with your rotation off the bench, and which is pretty common in games where you one guy may play one game and don't play the next, or he may play more or less. That that's pretty common as far as with your reserves, but it's your starters where you you don't really get into a playoff series and you're changing your lineup every two games. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't really have that. You may drop some minutes for guys, but you don't really yank a guy out of the lineup every two games in the playoffs in the seven-game series. Major, yeah. what are your three things you're looking at? So one would be, um, I'd say, Harden stepping up in the series. I know that sounds crazy considering it's James Harden, but he has been struggling on his drive as well as his three-point shot. So I think in the playoffs again with Brooklyn last year, he averaged 20 points a game. The year before that with Houston, he averaged 29 a game. So just give me somewhere in between there. Give me like 25. And I think I, I'd be totally fine with his performances. I mean, free throws, threes, driving, whatever he needs to do. Just give me 25. So, so what's interesting is I was looking dating back to his Houston days last year for Brooklyn. He had a second best three-point percentage in, uh, in the playoffs, so 36%. And that's in the nine years in the playoffs, right? So nine years with Houston and Brooklyn. Um, and actually, it might have something to do with that's his lowest amount of threes taken in uh, in, in the playoffs, which is 7.3 a game. So he's picking his spots better, I guess, um, be a little more selective. Uh, but I think some of it's just bad luck. I mean, we, we were watching the game, and he just that those floaters are just going in and out. So I, I just think the percentages will even out a bit, and I think he will start to score more. But – 25 a game from him, I'd be fine with that. And um, number two would be Eric said, Matisse, um, the home and away split. Uh, we have a hard enough time guarding them with Matisse. So it terrifies me that those games that we're not going to have them in Toronto, which also puts extra pressure on us to win at home. So we don't have to be in a hole in Toronto without him. So I looked at uh, our year with him this year. So we played Toronto four times, twice without Matisse. We lost both of those. One of those, Toronto was missing Van Fleet. One of those, they were missing Siakam. So they won despite missing one of their best players each time. So um, I, I believe he guarded him in the December 28th. I mean, he guarded Trent. Trent went 6-24. of 24, So they'll probably go back to that again because um, he killed us this last game. So if he can stop him from doing that again, that'd be amazing. Um, so, yeah, just as long as – I also don't want – Matisse to be blamed for it afterwards and have a Ben Simmons part two where he's after the season saying the whole city's turning on me now because I'm, I'm blamed for this loss. So I better win. Yep. (laughs) 
I better play his ass off of the games he does play in. I also don't, I don't, I don't want him to press either and overcompensate. So it is good. I, I like that they, they're doing that. They're putting Danny at, at that starting so they don't have to give him that like in and out thing. It, it's good for the team. And I think it's good for him too. So you just have your role off the bench. Let's just keep that for now. Um, number three, I was going to say free throws because I, I, you know, that they always have the playoffs are, you know, so much tighter uh, in uh, officiating. I'm going to go with Hujan and Siakam as my number three because uh, he absolutely killed us this year. So in the three games uh, he played, he averaged 39 and eight. So um, the one negative we got on him was that he was two of 14 from three against us. So given the Ben Simmons treatment, make him take threes, make him take contested long jumpers, do what you got to do. Um, Cause anything inside the paint, he's just killing us on um, and make his ass work on defense too. I don't know who he's going to be guarding, but whoever that is got to make him work. I think they'll probably start with Tobias on him and then see how that goes and go from there. It hasn't gone well so far. So once he starts getting roasted, they'll probably put Joel on him. But that's another one. That's my third. How, how would you handle uh, Siakam, Eric? If you were drawing up a game plan against him, I mean, the guy's averaging 39 against us in the three games he plays. No, 30, 39 and eight. Sorry. 39 and Okay, never mind. Sorry. Okay, 30. Okay. Let's talk. Um, I mean, I think that you, know, you, gotta, you have to find – you know, you got to mix it up on him. Um, but I think for a guy like him, this not really killing you from the three-point line um, is tough because it's – it's not just one way. I mean, it's the dribble drive, it's the offensive rebounds, it's transition. And what makes it a tough matchup is, say, for instance, you have Joel on him, but what if he's not guarding Joel? So now you've got a lot of cross matchups. So in transition on misses, you know, if you're missing 50% of the time, that's 50% of the time that Joel does is not going to guard him. So you, you can say a guy is going to guard someone, but if he's not guarding him on the other end, you're still going to have those matchups uh, where someone else is on him. So I just, I feel that you got to have a scheme to where you, you're trying to send him to his weekend, try to put him in predicaments like any, anyone else to take tough shots. Um, but I think keeping him off of the offensive boards, uh, which they have dominated on, um, keeping them out of transition, because um, all of those things um, get easy buckets for them, get more shots for them, and put us in foul trouble. So I think you got to – it's sort of like a collective thing, um, not really just how we defend him and stop him. I think you got it has to be done from an individual and a team standpoint to keep him off the boards, limit the turnovers in, tr- in, in transition, because turnovers is another place they, they hurt people. So mm-hmm. if they're getting those turnovers, those offensive rebounds, that's where they can beat us, and that's where he can get those extra opportunities, those extra shots, and that's how his numbers grow. So we've got to make sure that we cut out um, those TOs, those offensive rebounds, trans- um, transition baskets. And I think that's how you bring a guy like him down because he's not really a guy that they're going to call sets for. Where he's going to come off taking a lot of jump shots and stuff like that. So he's going to get his points a lot of different ways, so you got to make sure you cut that down. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, I know, this past week, and a lot of people said that those games were throwaway games, specifically the Sunday game. But uh, Tasia and I were talking about how, you know, we got Shake Millen got more minutes, Paul Reed got more minutes. Guys who are going to have roles off the bench in the playoffs, how, how, I guess, how beneficial do you think this past weekend was for those guys to kind of get confidence going into the playoffs? Whenever they can get on the court, it's helpful. Um, if you can get out there and you get an opportunity to play and compete. Um, you can practice all the time. You can work out and do all that. But the um, um, game experience and actual experience is the best teacher. 
So whenever you get out there and you, you get put in situations and you got to react and play and make decisions and play hard and you get that, that experience each time they're out there um, is very helpful. So I think that when you get guys in real game situations, um, it only benefits them going forward. And you get into the playoffs, and that's a different animal, but you still have felt like you've been there before. And, you know, you just got to gain that intensity from the playoffs and, 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 and how important each possession is. And, and, and it's different because you kind of know that, you know, each game um, can determine, you know, how long your season is going to be for the you know, rest of the way. Yeah. Our complimentary guys are playing really well right now. They're probably playing the best maybe they have all season. Um, yeah. and, uh, did, I don't know if you caught the the interview uh, post game on Sunday where they asked Doc about Paul um, who's going to be the backup five. Is Paul Reed going to get the minutes or is it DeAndre Jordan? And then he pretty much gave the answer that we've kind of been talking on the show. It depends on matchup. And I guess some reporters didn't like the answer and they still wanted to kind of uh, they wanted more. Is Paul Reed going to be the backup five? But Doc said it just depends on matchup. With this matchup, who gets backup five minutes? DeAndre Jordan or um, Paul Reed? Um, I mean, I think Paul Reed can end up getting it, but but I believe that initially he's he's going to go with DeAndre Jordan. He's going to give him a shot first. I just don't think that he's just going to go right to Paul Reed. I just don't. I'm not I'm not as certain as Doc has as much confidence in Paul Reed as everyone else wants him to have. Um, I, I'm just not sure that he does. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that he'll give DeAndre a shot. Um, to see if and to see how it goes, especially at home. Um, in, in limited minutes, he's already on record saying Joel's minutes are going to go up. Um, so those minutes are going to be even more limited. And I just I just think that he'll give Joel a shot first. Yeah. It probably also depend how the game's going too, right? So if we're if we're up by a little bit and Joel comes back and we're just protecting a lead and we want a guy who can just rebound and play defense. He might just go with DeAndre. He, we need a little more offense and a guy who can guard, maybe like a four. Maybe he'll go read, but yeah. I know one thing. He doesn't like being asked that question anymore. That, that's for damn sure. Doc's over being yeah, asked I mean, that, that when the when he didn't like to me, when he he the way he responded to that question um was telling me that, you know, he he's like, You guys are higher on Paul Reed than I am. Now he yeah. didn't say that, but that's what I got from him. I mean, you guys are asking me about a guy that, you know, like, because I think if it was anyone else that was kind of firm in the rotation, it would have been about how much, not if. Um, we're talking about if a guy plays. <laughs> so I, I just this think in Paul Reed's uh, affair, a, tour, a Hollywood tour, all right? Yeah, so, basically that's what So and for him to say that, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to respond like that, that, that basically told me, like, I think we're. I think you know, fans are a little higher on him than than Doc is. Yeah, he brought up practice too, so they're seeing things that we're not seeing every day. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's 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 something. It's something there for you know, um, you know that he he, you know, he obviously Paul performs well enough that people get excited for him to play more. Um, but it, but it's also maybe something there that we don't see for them to feel like. He's not quite ready. Yeah. And he brought up I mean, the other coaches, too. He was like, all the other coaches are seeing it. So he's like, he's trying to distribute that blame. Like, it ain't just me, guys. All of us are in agreement about us tempering our expectations of Paul Reed. So just chill out pretty much. Yeah. 
Yeah, and just generally with, with Docs, when we saw last year's playoffs, you know, Shake Mill's minutes were kind of inconsistent. Uh, Tyrese's minutes were were inconsistent. Yep, Maxie's definitely. Yeah, but, but here, here's the question. Like, they were inconsistent. Were they inconsistent during the regular season and the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, you know, so that's what – so did any of them not play much during the regular season then played a great deal during the playoffs? Yeah, Maxie would have games where he played a lot, then he'd play like, you know – in the low teens for a couple of games. He was all over the place during the season. Yeah, but in the playoffs stuff, was did a guy did not play very much during the regular season, but play more in the playoffs? Because that's what no, we're asking. With, no, but that's so. what we're asking with Paul Reed. That's what we're yeah. asking. No, I know, I know. Different circumstance. It is promising that they gave him a lot of Toronto minutes, though, a few days ago. I mean, yeah. that, was kind of, that was a preview, right? We, we knew we had a good chance of playing him at that point. Yeah. So that's a good sign. I mean, that's 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 playing a little on um, showing your hand a little bit too to see you know, but that doesn't that doesn't mean he's going to play. That's true, just maybe true. showing Toronto a little something yeah. different. The regular season game in the playoffs, yeah. he, he wants to go. They they got Jordan for the yeah. experience. Now Toronto is going to prepare for him. Yep. It'll be interesting. I, I know that the backup five that will be a hot topic throughout the. the I mean, we talk about the backup five, but let's be real. Like <laughs> the the five that says he's the MVP is going to get the majority of minutes. So if we yeah. if we got to talk about the backup five, then you know we 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 got a big concern here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Unless he gets in foul trouble, I hope not. I hope he doesn't get in foul trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point though. Because that, that's funny though, because I've I've heard more about the backup five talk and. <laughs> More so than the NB talk, as we talk, as we think about the Toronto series. So yeah, that, I mean, he he's going to go up, you know, four to eight minutes a game. So just back up five. Not, he's going to play less. So yeah, let's, let's 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 make sure the the starting five. Yeah, plays well. <laughs> Um, but uh, so moving on to our, our next topic, uh, Eric, I know you, you, you talked about expectations. Um, so that kind of rolls into this topic. Um, so who do you think has the most to prove and the most pressure going into this series and just the playoffs in general? Is it is it Joel Embiid? Is it James Harden? Is it Doc Rivers? Or is it Daryl Morey? You know, you would think Doc, but Doc has a championship. I, I really think it's Joel. I, I think... Because he, um, Ben Simmons is gone. Um, he's said he's the MVP. Um, he says, you know, um, and this is what he says. You know, I, I believe it, but he also says it himself. Um, so if that's where we are, then get us where we need to go. So I, I think... And I think he's very capable of, of handling it, but I personally think he has the most. That's that's my opinion. Um, but I, I also think he's the most capable of out of the four in controlling it. Yeah. I agree with that as well. It's uh it's pretty interesting because four so important guys and they all have their different pressures going into this. They all have their own storylines. There's a lot. So, and they're, and they're kind of tied too, right? So uh, Embiid, I think is a little more tied to doc. And I think Harden's a little more tied to Maury. Um, But, you know, does Embiid feel more pressure because he calls himself the bona fide MVP Um, and MVP shouldn't get bounced in the first round. So, you know, you're, you're taking that on yourself. Harden's been being called washed by many and he's known as an MIA playoff performer. Uh, Doc's known as a playoff choker his last, what, 10-plus years. 
Um, Maury made a huge move by getting a guy, his guy, Harden. Harden seeking a new contract. Do we give it to him? Is he the guy? Doc's rumored to be for the LA job. I mean, there's a lot of things going on going into this. Um, I said a lot on the show in, gen- in general, we're an incomplete team. Uh, you know, we made that midseason trade. We lost some pieces. Um, I feel like that takes the heat off Maury a little bit because he knows he knows going the offseason, he's got to do a lot more to make this a true contender for the for the next few years, right? Um, and it, I but I really think it depends how we get bounced. Uh so hard. I gotta say, I think it's on Harden. Just because I think he's hearing all the wash comments, you know he's listening to it all. Um, he's had some really rough playoff performances, and he said this is where he needs to be. Like he he needed this to complete his player circle. Like this is what I wanted. Um, he needed to get away from the nets, he forced himself away from that. There's no more excuses. I don't think that means he has to average 30 points a game. Like I said, 25 would be fine, but he needs to be the guy we all want him to be, and he needs to be the guy that we're paying him to be, that we that he's asking for. Because he's asking to be paid like Houston Harden. So if you want to be paid like Houston Harden, you got to play like Houston Harden. So I think he's the only person really auditioning for a con. Not really auditioning. He's got a contract no matter what. But a lot's going to be talked about in the offseason, depending on how he plays. If he, if he lays an egg in this playoffs – Maury's got a lot of questions to answer this. They have a lot of stuff to go over. If he tears it up, it's an easy decision. Even if we lose, even if we lose and Harden has 29 a game, 10 assists, eight rebounds, we have no questions about giving him money for the next three, four, five years. But if we lose and he has a really bad playoffs, we start asking ourselves a lot of questions. I don't want to be asking ourselves in about a month from now. So I I think it is actually on Harden. But again, they all have, they all have stuff to prove. So. I mean, my, my thing about James is he's the number two option. So so we're, we're telling our number two option, he got to average 25 points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you think about that in the playoffs, um, I mean, I think if you if you sit in the head, if he can give you 20, 20, 20 to 22 points and, and, and double figure assists and seven, eight rebounds, and then we say that's not enough for your number two option. You're not MVP candidate. He's going to the free throw line like eleven times a game. I understand that, but but that's still a possession. But I'm saying, but the MVP averaged thirty. So we get into the playoffs. We and his minutes are going up. We're expecting more points, right? Yeah, yeah. So I then mean, we're telling we're telling the number two that he got to get twenty five. Like I, I just don't. I just I just don't think that. That's fair. Like we're looking at, we're we're saying James, yes, and he got to give us twenty five. But we're looking at James, the number one option. But he's never, he's not that anymore. He's that, the number two option. That's that's also why I said we got to see how it happens. Because I mean, yes, if Harden comes out and scores twenty five a game, and Embiid scores like twenty three a game, I then just, yeah, I just, I just Embiid, you messed up. You know the what I mean? Reason why I didn't really pick James because I just felt James just has to be consistent. He has to. You know, shoot a good percentage. Yeah. Not turn over the ball. Sure, sure. Not disappear on defense. Just be a heavy contributor. But I didn't think that he had to be the best player on the court because that should be Joel. Yeah, no, I agree. If he if, if he scores twenty two, and he aver- and he averages forty so, to fifty so, percent from the field, I'd be okay with it. Twenty two and averaging twenty five percent from the field yes, is brutal. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Being consistent, but let, let me ask you this though: 
if James is averaging the 25 that you saying you hope he get. Yeah. But Joel isn't averaging the 30. It's going to be hard for us to win, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Joel averages 30, James can average less than 25 and we still win, right? He can. Yeah. Because is James averaging 25 right now? It's got to be a more efficient 21. Yes. But, sure. you know, you get to the line, like the way he gets his. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, I just personally, like, I understand why you say James. I'm just saying, I just think this year, if Durham Morey has a pass, why don't James have one? But 25 is also not expecting Houston Harden. I mean, James Harden, the playoffs historically has averaged like 30, 31 a game. So it's still a- asking for six less than his career average. I'm not asking for yeah, yeah, but MVP he was Harden. Also, but he was also the number one option. And yeah, he was shooting a lot number more one, shots. When you're the number one option and you're getting, the, you're getting more shots. But if James comes out and then all of a sudden – he goes 30 and B goes down 25. Like, that's not – they're like, yo, this is different. It's a yeah. different team. Like, no, we're no. playing different. I agree. I, I agree. just I just don't see how we, we're expecting Joel to take it up a notch and then James to take it up a notch to 25-2. I just don't see how you're able to do that in the playoffs where it's fewer possessions, most likely. It's fewer possessions and the game slows down a little bit. I just don't see how they can both do that. I mean, you just take – what Harden's been doing the past month for us and gave him like one or one and a half more shot makes a game. He's averaging that 25. So he's just shooting really poorly. If he just shot. Like I, I mean, I, I, I get like, if, and I just think if he, if he shoots a higher percentage, but then, you know, you know, we don't really know like Toronto can switch trap. Like you don't really know how they're going to play him yet. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, and then we still have Tobias, you know what I'm saying? Like we still expect that you yeah. still got other guys that, Need shots and need to perform, and and the opportunity's got to be there. I just I just know when a playoff games start, that game is going to slow down. Those possessions are going to be shorter. Um, I mean, smaller. Like you're not going to have as many possessions, and you're not going to have these games where people are scoring 120, 130 points. It's just not going to happen. You may have a game like series. It's if you look at the history, it's the, the score um, because people are locked into what people. Do. Um, you 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 don't have the game plan, um, you know, the Knicks, and then you play the Raptors. You game planning for one team, and everybody's on the schedule. It's not we played last night; they played three nights ago. Everybody's on the same. Because you know their sets, you got your game plan. So it's about taking care of the basketball, making sure you get that rebound, um, knocking down the open shots, being consistent with your game plan. You're forcing them left, sticking with them left. You're gonna trap you like being being able to execute that plan, and that makes it harder and tougher to score. And at the same time, people are not gonna have easy buckets. Maybe during the season they would come out and jack that three. Some guys not going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's different now. So that's why I'm saying I just I just think at the end of the day, um, your number one got to be your number one. Yeah, yeah. And if your number two is – and I think with James, all we're asking is be, you know, 
uh, average or above average. It's going to be below. In my book, that's what I'm saying. No, I, Whatever I, I his average is right now or above average, I just think that he just got to be consistent with that. And I think that if Joel is the MVP and he plays like that in the playoffs, we can win with James being that and having the Tobias Harris. We should win. We should, yeah. But we lost to Toronto despite Embiid having a great game. That's why I'm mm-hmm. like, shoot, like his great game, maybe he's not enough. We need the next guy needs to come up a little bit. That's that was what I was but, but why why what why do you think his great game is not enough? Like is that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think it's just points. Because if you look yeah. at what Toronto's done to teams all year long, they've had more possessions because of offensive rebounds and forced internals. Yep. Yep. So that's how they so you can you can score, but if they're getting 10 plus more shots than you or something like that, like they I think it was like the, the biggest difference in like 30, 20 some years. Yeah. So if they're getting that many more attempts, it's gonna be tough to beat a team. And that's why you have so many close games. Because you know, you know, so if you shoot a higher percentage, but they get 10 plus more shots, it's gonna be a closer, closer outcome. So you got to make sure that you're, you're, the things that they do well, that's forcing you into turnovers and offensive rebound. You got to – that has to be a point of emphasis too. So James can play well and get those the, those extra points we're hoping for as well as Joel and the other guys offensively. But if we're not accomplishing – if we're not boxing them out and getting that rebound and we're still throwing the ball all over the place, they can beat us. Yeah. Play well or not. Shoot well or not. Yeah. I'll tell you who has no pressure on them, and they're loving it, is Tobias and Maxi. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, they got pressure really now. We've nah. only said Tobias' name like twice nah. in this whole conversation. Dudes I, make I, it I, 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 now, see, this is, this is where I agree with you, and then I – but I no, still he understand. He, he does. He does. He feels yeah, it. So they, they don't have the pressure coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they will have the pressure if they don't perform. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But coming into the series, yeah, it's just like, hey, I'm got a week off, play my yeah. game. All I gotta do is to make some plays, make some things happen. Um, but then beat and beat and hard have so much more they're responsible for. Like Harden's got to get people involved, and beat's pretty much gotta do everything. Harris, man, just beat your man, beat your just do your thing, man. Beat your man, hit your open shot, beat your man, open up your shot. And Maxi, too, just get in and go straight to that rim. So it's it's but I that's think what is but isn't that what has always been with them? Yeah, I think that's why Maxie <laughs> looks really good with Harden. And I think Tobias gets it now. It took him a little yeah. while. I think he was a little gun shy at first, but yeah, now he has it. Their, their roles are defined. I think it's, it's, you know, the guys coming off the bench with the inconsistency in the minutes, and mm-hmm. that's when you don't know. But those guys' roles are defined. So yeah. you, you go out and perform the way you supposed to perform and, and to help us win. Um, I expect that for them. I just think that um, you're right, though. It's like, no one's going to talk about them coming in. They won't talk about the eyeball missing games and what James supposed to do and Joel mm-hmm. supposed to do and what Doc Rivers supposed to do. I mean, it's not enough ink on the paper <laughs> to talk about everybody else. Well, <laughs> Harden has a decent, pretty good series, and B plays again. Bead. Everyone's going to be talking about at that point Doc and Harris. That yeah. Harris is going to definitely hear it after this year. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. So if those guys play well, that's why I'm saying like the pressure isn't coming in. But if you have those guys play well and we don't win, 
They just going down the totem pole. Yep. That's yep. all they do. It's going to be a big – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How we lose is going to be a big finger-pointing match, and we'll see. Man, a lot to happen. So that's why we got to just win. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would just say based on to my quick opinion here, just based on what I've been seeing the whole year on who's who's on the biggest shit list as far as Sixers fans and especially Sixers Twitter, probably be Doc Rivers. So I would say biggest pressure is that I would say Doc. So getting past where we were last year, I think it's a win. Um, it takes pressure off him in that respect from the Sixers fans. Um, we talk about Harden. I know I was watching the first take earlier. Stephen A. Smith said. Uh, the pressure's all on James Harden, and second was Daryl Morey. I mean, he, he cited both those two. But, I mean, we traded Ben Simmons, who hasn't even played with the Nets. We're, we're pretty much a zero from a guy, and we're getting Harden. Any production of Harden is better than we would have had if Simmons was still on this roster, you know, taking up a roster spot, playing or not playing. I mean, he wouldn't be playing right now if he was still on a roster. So Harden's giving us something we didn't have before. So that's True. why I would say Harden's not really, for me at least, not. It, it's the pressure's not on him that much. Um, as I, I think Doc's on the bigger right now in the, in the bigger hot seat about anybody else, I would say. Because I, I think we trade all those assets to get Harden. Harden's staying even if he has a poor series. I mean, but, and let's be real about it. We're not, we're not, we're not, yeah. not going to resign him. Yeah, at this point, I don't think it's even an option. Um, but losing Curry and, and uh, Drummond hurt because we wouldn't be having all these backup five conversations if we still had Drummond. That'd be done. That's and true. Curry would be another guy shooting over 40% who's wide open for threes. That's my incomplete roster argument. Like we need to fill those holes that we that we have. We have holes. We do. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, uh, but to echo Stephen A. Smith, I don't think Mike D'Antoni is the the answer. But that's a a problem for another day. So we'll we'll, we'll move on to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> Paying off a debt can be very stressful, especially when you're keeping track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're done with balancing all these different due dates, narrowing your debts down with a personal loan could be your answer. This will make things go much smoother with one due date a month, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free. It won't affect your credit scores and could even save you money in the process. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Okay, so now we're going to get to the predictions. We got we got a couple different predictions uh, before we end the show here. But first one is our game, game one. On Saturday at in Philadelphia, it's on six six p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. Um, Sixers are currently, as of right now, a four and a half point favorite hosting the Raptors on Saturday. Who do you guys have in Game One and why? I mean, we I got Sixers winning um, Game One. Um, I think we get plus four or five in the end because I think we make some free throws in the end to lift us up. Um, but I do think it's a close game. Toronto has a little lead um, part of the game, um, but I think we just <clears throat> Joel's going to be a little too much at home. The crowd will be great. Um, I think we'll get a win in you know game one. Yeah, I think the place will be rocking. We'll come out with a lot of energy. Um, we got to jump on them. We got to set the tone. Um, we got to draw those fouls early too. We got to set the tone with the refs as well. Um, I think it'll be close. Throughout the game, uh, I think we'll win. I don't think we're going to cover. I think it's going to be one of those situations where they're shooting at the end to either tie or win the game, like a 108-106 game. 
Oh, wow. So you, so you do yeah. think Packers cover, huh? I think it's going to be real tight. I, I, and my other, I was between that. I mean, it could very well be Eric's uh, turnaround too. If we get one of those rebounds and get fouled, it goes up to four. But I think it'll be two to four uh, in that range. So I do, I think, yeah, buy a couple Toronto points and uh, take uh, take the plus eight. <laughs> I was going to guess, your, I was going to ask you, are you, you going to do that? Are you going to buy points and take Toronto plus like nine or something? Yeah, I never trust the spread. You know me. But yeah, I think I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably go like plus say hey I, if we lost that and we blow them out hey that you know i wouldn't be that upset about losing that bet but um you know plus a would probably be pretty safe considering how close i mean dude like you said all games have been five and six points like that's that's crazy but that's how a four and five seed should be we're supposed to be close it's a four and five seed right i'll take sixers money line minus 190 you can't beat that so <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> Um, all right. So, okay. So moving on to the entirety of the series, Raptors and Sixers, um, uh, who wins and in how many games and why do you have it uh, as such? Sixers and seven. Seven. Um, yeah. I don't think we win a game in Toronto. I, I, I really don't. I think we have some close games. I don't think we win a game there. Um, I think we'll have some close games at home and, We'll get a, a little payback for a game seven victory at home. Oh, that'd be so nice. <laughs> be nice. Man, we need it. Um, I I agree with that part. I, I was gonna go four one at one point, but then I was like that. And then we have to win a game at Toronto. I don't. I, I think it's gonna. I think that game five is gonna be crucial for us to just close it out. I think they win game six, and I think we go back home for game seven. Uh, I have us winning four to three. Um, Home court's so important here, man. We have to we gotta take care of business at home, man. If we lose a home game, I am very worried. <laughs> I am very, very worried, man. It's, but yeah. Both you both you guys have game seven. It's gonna I'm gonna have a stroke. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. I didn't trust me. I didn't want to, but I was like, I have a feeling we're gonna like blow that game five to close it out. Uh that's the doc, that's the doc special right there. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, yeah I, I I tend to agree that at most of the predictions I've seen it are more at mostly game six or game seven, so it's pretty much you guys are right on with every other prediction I've seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go six just because I, I don't want to have to do this the seven game uh, scare. I don't I don't want to have to deal with that. Um, Closing them out in Toronto would be nice, sweet justice. Though I'll tell you that that'd be real nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and B can leave crying, but this time in happy tears. Yeah. <laughs> A, bu- a buzzer beater would be nice too, and, the, and oh, that's that's a fashion. Yeah, that'd be great. Bounce around, or, 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 or if they shoot to to win and it bounces around and misses this time. Oh that man! <laughs> oh boy! Poetic justice. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, final uh, question of the night um, is the final prediction the, of the overall NBA Finals. Who do you guys have winning the overall um, East versus West showdown? I'll, I'll go first to start it off here. Um, as I told you guys earlier, I placed a bet earlier on the season. Um, I'm going to stick with that. I'm um, going to go with my heart here. I'm going to go Sixers over Warriors in the finals. Uh, so let me say, if Kawhi comes back, I'll take Clippers in the West. I don't think he is, so I'm going to go Suns. And I'm picking with my head, not my heart. I'm going to go Suns, Bucks, and Suns to win it in the rematch because NBA loves rematches. Thank you, Tasia. Uh, what you said is exactly <laughs> the same as me. 
broke uh, that my, ice. My good friend Monty Williams will win his first NBA championship. Yeah, like rooting for Monty here. Suns right. over the Bucks in seven. I like it. Yeah, I mean, take a roll with any, any of those matchups here, and I know the NBA does like rematches, so that'll that'll be uh, fun to watch, and it'd be great to see former Sixer Monty Williams get get a get a ring. It'd be nice. Um, all right. yeah, any of the any of the top West and East teams in the finals would be a great finals. Take, yeah. I mean, even Memphis. I mean, I mean that's uh, to be honest with you, the uh, the Bucks is really the only team I, I think we'll have trouble beating. Um, because in the of East, the yes. factor. Um, in the East because of the because of him. I mean, if we're talking about having trouble with Siakam, <laughs> how are we going to guard him? <laughs> I now, know we do have we do have an answer for uh, Giannis. That's uh, Paul Reed, who uh, you know had him. Uh, he shot like three for twelve against him when he, when uh, Paul Reed was guarding him. <laughs> Man, put your money on it. You could be the one to ask Doc that before that. <laughs> are you going to put uh, are you going to put Paul Reed on Giannis? Um, I will say too that'd be an amazing series. And personally, I wouldn't even see it. I mean, obviously, I want the Sixers to win the championship. But if we lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Bucks. Uh, defending champions, I, I mean, I wouldn't see that as a losing season in my mind. That's what I, I mean. That's where I would have that. That's where I have us not making it. You know, I have us losing to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I agree. I, I would love to be wrong. Yeah. So. But so, you guys don't think there's any shot the Nets uh, beat the Bucks in the, in the in the next round? No. Really? Why, why is that? Is you said, would I be shocked? Would you be shocked if the Nets uh, beat the? Uh, oh, you're saying no, you wouldn't be shocked. Oh, okay, then never mind. No, no, I would if they if they beat them. Like, no, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I just think that the you know the Bucks get the Nets some trouble too. I just think that um, of course they have KD, <laughs> and and I think that Drew Holiday does a decent job on um, Kyrie, and then you have you know Middleton and Giannis. You know the kind of battle of the the KD factor, so I just think that that's a team that can beat the Nets. But it wouldn't shock me if the Nets, you know, they're one game from <laughs> beating them last season. Yeah, Eric, real fast before I think this is their last show for a few days. Uh, does Simmons play in the first round? Yes, you think so? Really? Wow. Okay. I, I yeah, I don't think he does. I I I, I think he. I don't think he does. Wait, you, you don't think he plays in the? Uh, do you think he plays in the playoffs, Tasia, or or no? You don't think he plays at all? I, I know mean, he's not gonna play. I do. He doesn't think. We're assuming he we he, they beat Boston. They're gonna have their hands full of Boston. I mean, that's not gonna be an easy series for them at all. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I, I think he. I think he plays, but I, I think he plays like game. Um, he comes back like three and four. So yeah, so you think he comes in in the series, but he doesn't start off playing like game not one. Game one. Maybe like three or four, game two, game two or like three or four. I think he 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 comes in to get some minutes. I don't think he plays a lot, but I think he gives it a shot. I think he's yeah. See, okay. I mean, I, I can maybe bend on that. I I, I think the you said play. Now we ain't talking about that. Yeah, one. that's that's true. <laughs> and and they be doing. I mean, he's he's obviously yeah, fragile. I'm not just said play. play. I'm not even dogging. I just, the guy. I just said I think he gives it a shot. He's fragile, so I don't I don't think they'd be doing right by him by putting him in for for more than twenty minutes a game. Just just get his feet wet. Get him used I'm, to touching. I'm sure he'll have a minute restriction. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. I think he just doesn't want to be blamed for wins and losses at this point. So, uh, yeah, I, it's going to be, 
These the playoffs, minute, the, minute, the minute restriction will save that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that'll I save that. And, and then him coming in and having those two other guys that he can just come in, get a, get a feel. If it's going well, you stick with him. If it's kind of like off a little bit, you put, kind of pull him. And, and you always have the the injury and recovery to, to fall back on. We, we all know that if that's the case, yep. then it's, you can't expect that much from him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like Paul Pierce said, it when all else fails, say you have a back injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys uh, next week. So the game's not till Saturday, so we're going to do a, a couple shows next week to preview and recap what we've seen so far in the series, which most of us, we think we're going seven, six or seven games. So it'll be a, about a week and a half long series. So it'll be fun to uh, break down the, the games coming up. Um, and lastly, before we go, do we think we'll see a Joel Embiid uh, MVP? Eric, will it be hit? What you think it's going to be his or no? I hope so. I don't feel confident about it. Yeah. No, I, I don't I think just, so. I just think, you know, outside of us and outside of Philly, I don't think that he's viewed the way we are, the way we view him. You saw it. You saw what Durant said, right? Today, how um, he said, just people. He's like, it's just simple as he said. Joel deserves it, but it's as simple as people just like Jokic and. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's viewed the way we view them. Yeah, they everywhere just, else. So. National media just likes them more, and that's 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 it. That's so all right. Sucks. Scoring chance pretty good too, though. So we'll, we'll, we'll take we'll take that and a playoff first round win. So we'll we'll take all those. So. That's why winning championships, you know, that matters. Winning, they, winning is not debatable. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what: if he loses in the first round and he doesn't get MVP, everyone's going to be like, "See, MVP would have won the first mm-hmm. round." So you better win that. You better win the first round. Yeah. And hey, he'll have a chip on his shoulder if they don't give it to him. So that's good too. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Have All a right, good. Thank one. you. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.